0: Good morning and welcome to Kale & Company Live here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. Great to have you with us on a Tuesday. I have to keep pinching myself to remind myself that it is, in fact, a Tuesday. It feels more like a Monday since we uh, did not work yesterday, or at least most of us did not. Kale & Company Live presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle, learn more, and find your plan. At Delta Dental Covers Me.com. And this morning, we're going to be talking about the Concord Coalition to End Homelessness. And we have the Executive Director in studio, Karen Jansen. Karen, good morning to you.
1: Good morning.
0: Nice to have you with us. And Greg Lassard, the Director of Housing Initiatives for the Concord Coalition to End Homelessness. And Greg, Great to see you again.
2: Thank you, uh, Ken, and thank you for having us on the show, and thank you to uh, WKXL for inviting us here today. I appreciate it. Well,
0: it is our pleasure because certainly it is a timely topic, and uh, your staff on your website, and this is so true, dedicated to helping people experiencing homelessness. And uh, we do know, Karen, that homelessness is a major issue, not only in Concord, New Hampshire, but uh, around the country and probably around the world as well but we're focusing on on this area today and uh, just how large a problem is it here in the concord area
1: well we're it's a struggle to get the exact count of all those who mm-hmm. are experiencing homelessness but we know that in the greater concord area there are probably around 300 individuals that at all varying levels of Um, need who are unhoused and of those we know that about two-thirds could be considered long-term homeless so that they've been homeless for over a year. Mm. And then there's another segment of that of individuals who also have disabilities either um, physical disabilities, mental illness issues or addiction issues.
0: We all know that uh, affordable, uh, low-cost housing is uh, very difficult virtually everywhere uh, these days. And, uh, Greg, what, what are some of the ways that uh, this issue is currently being addressed?
2: The, the coalition works with uh, just a number of community partners uh, to uh, try to find housing solutions for individuals that are experiencing homelessness. And the coalition has uh, created a, a document. We call it our Path Towards Housing uh, uh, Solutions um, and it's on our it's on our website and and what the document has is seven different uh, paths that we're simultaneously uh, pursuing um, And 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 I I'll briefly just go through them um, and, and what what the document has is we have a, a chart uh, on the very uh, front of the document where we're we're projecting um, our best hopes as to for each of these paths what we could potentially uh, accomplish in the next uh, six years um, and uh then uh, w- which was very fortunate. last year uh, our, our hope was that we could house 10 individuals experiencing long-term homelessness and and uh, working again with our community partners, 23 individuals were were housed. so you mm-hmm. know uh, over you know twice as many individuals as, as we were hoping. Wow. this year right. um, you know the goal for uh, this year was uh, to house 26 individuals and uh, to date uh, I think uh, uh, approximately seven individuals have been been housed. So it's a number of different uh, ways. There isn't one solution that that uh, that uh, allows uh, th- 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 allows. Um uh, long-term homelessness or homelessness in general to end in the community. So one of the first ones that we've been very successful uh, with is um, working with current landlords, and and um, uh, we have a landlord incentive program, and there's other landlord incentive programs, but working directly uh, with the landlord and a very important part of of uh, of the success with uh, landlords um, taking our clients is that. Um, we offer uh, caseworker support so they have access to a caseworker um, you know there's there's uh, 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 a number of different incentives uh, for the landlord um, but once they speak with us and kind of understand uh, the, the support that is offered uh, it opens the door up and again and that is one of the most uh, difficult parts about hu- uh, housing individuals experiencing homelessness is that um, it, 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 the, the vacancy rate is somewhere around 0.3. And individuals that have, that, uh, can, um, have, have had a, uh, a great track record of renting have a difficult time. So when our clients are in line to, uh, uh, with applications for those units, it's very difficult for them to uh, um, uh, you know, rise to the top. So it's really with those relationships with those landlords that really want to be a part of the solution. And, and, and we're making some really good inroads there. Um, we also deal with uh, when developers are coming to town. Um, We sit with them and ask, can you set aside some of your uh, units for um, individuals experiencing homelessness? And they get favorable lending terms uh, um, for doing so. And so we've had some uh, success uh, um, with uh, once we know of developers uh, coming to town and setting aside units. Another path is um, we, we... Try to purchase um, what we call ready-to-rent uh, apartment uh, buildings—small multifamilies, uh, small little units. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm calling multifamilies, but we're really looking for studios and one bedrooms. All right. Mm-hmm. Most of our clients are—they've—they've um, uh, they've pretty much lost everything, and they're—they're they're on their own. They're individuals, and so they're, we're really looking for. Uh, studios in, in one bedrooms. Um, so the coalition is always out there looking to purchase uh, small um, multi-unit uh, 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 buildings, and, and we have funds available to do so. And we're primarily looking if uh, the, the units are vacant or most of the units are vacant. Right. Um, so because we're certainly not going to displace anybody that is, li- uh, that is there, we allow them to continue to stay. We also renovate uh, uh, multifamily uh, units. And uh, we have two projects going right now, um, and we've taken a, uh, or taken a four-unit apartment building and turned it into eight one-bedroom apartments. And by doing so, um, because we're creating housing, we're able to get project-based vouchers. And project-based vouchers are so, so important because that is a permanent solution for Concord. So this particular uh, building, we have eight individuals or uh, that will you know eight solutions permanent solutions for uh, concord that rent those project-based vouchers will pay uh, the rent uh, uh, in all of the ongoing expenses basically the rent pays the ongoing expenses of that building and we have a second uh, one that we're currently trying to pull the last parts of the funding together and that will be eight units and that has already been awarded project-based vouchers uh, as well so um, uh, those uh, so this year we hope eight individuals be housed from the first one and eight uh, the second so uh, you know the, those two projects alone uh, I think will be a, a, a great success and make a big difference uh, in addressing uh, uh, the long-term homelessness issue another path that we've been very very successful with is um, just working with our community partners and and, and and Karen I'll have you jump in on uh, this one um, this is our, our caseworkers get together every week and, and I'll let you take it from there Karen mm-hmm.
1: So we get together on a weekly basis. We take a solid look at the data of how many people are um, experiencing homelessness, how many people have exited homelessness, um, what the shelters are looking like, and and how full they are, and. We then, through looking at all these individuals, they're entered into a system called Coordinated Entry. And when they're in that system, it enables them to um, be eligible for a housing voucher, some sort of Section 8 voucher. And then once they have that, we work diligently through all these paths that Greg has talked about to identify the proper housing placement for these individuals and we're not the only one that are touching the lives of these people we see most of them because they come to our resource center on a daily basis but there are other agencies such as cap or family promise um, families in transition and then some of these people might be in services with addiction treatment Mm -hmm. or providers or with the um, mental health services and we look at the people with vouchers. We, um, on an individualized basis, find out what their barriers are and what would be the right housing solution. And we um, bring in the outside agencies to help us sit down so we can all work together to solve the problem and get people into a permanent housing. And again, this is, we're looking to get people into permanent supportive housing, which means that once, as Greg described, once they're housed, then we have a caseworker who is with those individuals to help them um, move into the apartment, get all the things that they need for the apartment, and then to work with them to stabilize them in the, in that apartment situation
0: you know it must be uh, tremendously gratifying when you get one homeless person uh situated in a great living situation Uh, but then you know there are always more to come it's a continual grind right that uh, that goes on and on and on but uh, you're working every day to uh, to help solve this issue. We have to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more and and talk more about the Concord Coalition to End Homelessness. They have a great website at concordhomeless.org, so you can uh, follow them there as well. Karen Jansen is here, the Executive Director, Greg Lassar, the Director of Housing Initiatives for the uh, Concord Coalition to End Homelessness. We'll take a break. It is Kale and Company Live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Good morning. Welcome back to Kale & Company Live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, powered by Northeast Delta Dental, and uh, certainly glad to have with us in studio today Karen Jansen, Executive Director of the Concord Coalition to End Homelessness, Greg Lassard, the Director of Housing Initiatives. And uh, before we get back to the uh, paths toward uh, housing, uh, Greg, I just wanted to talk to Karen because you have uh, a, a past in uh in the you know the work you did with uh, with Riverbend in terms of mental and mental illness you were on the station uh many times with uh, our good friend Chris Ryan and uh, so that, that kind of uh, coincides uh in, in a big way with this housing issue
1: It does um you know there's no doubt that we're in a mental health crisis as well as a housing crisis and as well as an addiction crisis who's yeah. kind of got a bit of a perfect storm. And we know that when we have untreated mental health issues, that it really can, um, a coping strategy, but not a great coping strategy, starts with substance misuse. And that can just end up going down a tremendous rabbit hole, and people find themselves um, isolated, alone, and then eventually may end up out on the streets. That doesn't happen to everybody, but that's definitely um, a, a pathway. The, there's a lot of attention being pay- paid to children's mental health. It, which I think is fantastic and we need a lot more support in that because um, There's a lot of kids out there experiencing adverse childhood experiences mm-hmm. and the trauma that comes from these adverse experiences whether it's um, Issues going on with their parents because they themselves may have untreated mental health issues or uh, They you know, they bring that with them. They carry it with them and it just just untreated, it leads to um, more severe issues later in life. So it's uh, they're all intertwined, I guess is the best way to put it. So we've got to tackle this issue on all fronts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and Greg, you were talking about the uh the paths to find uh, shelter for 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 the homeless, and uh, we we still have a, a couple to go.
2: Uh, correct. Uh, the next one is twenty four seven supervised uh, housing, and uh, again, I'm going to ask uh, Karen to handle this uh, this one um, because of again her experience. This one has been a very tough uh, nut for us to crack. It it is is truly understanding you know what the needs of our clients are, um, and um, and then you know, how will you provide those services and how will you pay for those services? But you know, I'd like Karen to just uh, provide the, the background since she's really well, has great experience and we're, we're really hopeful that we're really gonna move this along under her leadership.
1: So as I was discussing about the how mental health and addiction is intertwined, there are certain things that we know. There are not enough sober living um, places in this community or across this state. And so that is one avenue that we need to work with every all the community providers is to find that there isn't enough um, housing for people who have a severe and persistent mental illness who need um, not just housing stabilization supports but they need other supports to um, navigate their daily life right. and you know, we're fortunate in this community that Riverbend does have three that they are um, specialized uh, housing units for people with a severe and persistent mental illness. And then fellowship housing is working hard to provide supports, but there still isn't enough for um, people who need that specialty treatment. And then there's this in-between group that are individuals who, for one reason or another, have been th- chronically homeless, so or and or long-term homeless. You know, they've been out for a year, two years, three years. Their supports that they need um, to integrate back into the community. They need this uh, kind of twenty-four-seven um, supportive environment too to help them almost adapt and adjust Mm. it's very it's very hard if you talk with people who have lived outside for a long time to move inside it's there's a fear that goes with that Um, they're used to people taking their things or having to be moved along and to feel the security of being in an an apartment that this is theirs they can stay here They, can make, they have a home and they have a right to be there. Uh, and they just need more constant support. So we're trying to figure out exactly what that 24 seven is going to look like and how we can partner with, again, all the community agencies to make it work and make the individuals there be stably housed and be successful.
0: Greg, I think we have one more path to uh, to discuss here.
2: Thank you. Uh, this, this is, uh, well, we call it cottage homes, and this is, uh, I think, one of the most exciting. I, I, I love it. And, uh, it is We actually have a little model uh, of a uh, – we have the model. We have the design of a cottage home. It's about 408 square feet. We uh, know who's going to manufacture it. We have a price. Um, and uh, we're we're just looking for the land that we can uh, put yeah. put put these on. Now these are these are not uh, uh, on a chassis. They are actual homes. They go on a foundation. Um, and uh, you know one of the real benefits of uh, the the cottage home model is that um, uh, it uh, the price for one. We believe that once all said and done, it'll be two thirds of the cost of uh, or less of uh, new construction or uh, or uh, re- rehab uh, that uh, that we have. Um, and and obviously there's real advantages of having that little home made inside and then just put on uh, the, the land itself. So uh, we we might even uh, we've been in discussions recently with uh, uh, Catch. Catch is very interested in um, potentially partnering with us on on this uh, so that they can actually provide housing for uh, the, their initial thought is for uh, um, uh, veterans and we would have some some for our clients and some for uh, veterans. But um, any you know any even a half acre of land anywhere mm-hmm. and and then once we get these. Uh, Uh, basically going. Uh, It will be in the public domain so that um, individuals can look at purchasing one of these as a uh, as an ADU for their property. So the Concord desperately needs housing. Um, this would be an easy path for someone to put one of these little cottage homes and either move out of their big house and live in in the cottage home or rent that and, and get supplemental uh, income uh, from it. From so it, you know we've 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 tried a number of different uh, parcels and haven't been able to get it to work out yet. But I'm very hopeful that uh, 2023 is the year that uh, we yep. are able to get cottage uh, homes going.
0: That that's a very intriguing. Uh, point. Possibility and uh, hopefully a reality in the not too distant future. It's just a matter of finding that land, which right. uh, is not easy either. Right. Uh, that uh, that land is tough to come by these days. Yeah. So all of all of these initiatives, all of, all of these programs, require large funding. There's no no doubt about that. <laughs> so I, I guess you know it always comes down to the bottom line, and uh, how is the coalition funded?
1: We. It depends on what project you're looking at, but the majority, you know, our housing projects uh, come with funding that's put together through the New Hampshire Housing Finance Authority for community development block grants. We have uh, some private resources set aside very specifically for that. Uh, The rest of it, our day resource center, all our social workers, staff, uh, it's all private contributions, mm-hmm. um, grants from private foundations, and our special events that Greg is very motivated to uh, put on events and make them lots of fun. And, and, and they, have
0: been, is, uh, they have the been throughout the years, no, yep. no question about that. And we'll talk about that in the next segment. But who are some of your, your great partners uh, in the community?
1: Well, we work a lot with um, Merrimack County Savings Bank is a huge partner. We, um, the our contractor Joe Spain that we work with, has been very generous with us. John Holly at Holly at uh, Warren Street Architects is very very generous with their support. And then, Greg, you t- uh, you can talk about all the pillars of support.
2: Yeah, the um, the business community um, is amazing, and and there's so much of what we do is uh, a lot of upfront uh, work before you even can put the application in for the grant. Mm-hmm. I mean, you sure. you, you basically um, you know you score higher if you already have site control, if you already um, um, have have done have gotten through all your permitting process, et cetera. Um, And and so there's no funds for this uh, up front. And that's where these uh, businesses, again, you know, Warren Street and Joe Spain and Cleveland Water and Bass, uh, they provide uh, uh, Wilcox and Barton. They provide all these services uh, as a donation. And quite frankly, we would not have the money to do it if uh, these projects. So it's a very essential support for what we do.
0: Yeah, absolutely so. And our hats certainly go off to uh, those folks for uh, being uh, right there for Concord, uh conquered homeless. and uh, and their help is certainly appreciated. Uh, we just need more of it. And uh, so perhaps uh, by hearing this program today, others may get on board. And we'll talk about uh, you know the possibility of that and more as we continue to talk about the uh, Concord Coalition to End Homelessness this, this morning with Karen Jansen, the Executive Director, and Greg Lassar, Director of Housing Initiatives. And again, uh, if you want to uh, follow along, their uh, website is concordhomeless.org. Org. And it's a very uh, thorough and uh, comprehensive website with uh, lots of information, including about the upcoming fundraisers, which we will talk about in our next segment right here. Kale & Company Live, WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Welcome back. Kale & Company Live on a Tuesday here at WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We're talking about the Concord Coalition to End Homelessness, which is a a major problem in this area and many others throughout the state and the country. Karen Jansen with us, and she is the executive director who's been on the job for about four months, Karen?
1: About four months, yes.
0: And, and learning every day, right?
1: Every day is a new adventure, that's and, for sure.
0: And uh, Greg Lassard, who's been around uh, a little while longer, uh, the Director of Housing uh, Initiatives. And, and Greg is uh, very much uh, involved in the fundraising aspect of uh, the uh, Concord Coalition to End Homelessness. And you have two great events uh, every year, and, and certainly the annual Superfest has become uh, really a tradition now uh, in Concord. Yeah,
2: yes, it has. Um, this will be the 14th wow. annual uh, Superfest, so it, it has changed uh, through time. Um, you know, from it started in the basement, I believe, of uh, South Congregational uh, Church, and and and. Uh, um, it it never uh, stopped uh, during COVID. We we took the event outside so that we can continue to um, host the event because especially because the funds are so so important. So our goal this year for our two events is to raise one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And for Superfest, uh, so that would be seventy five thousand for Superfest. Um, and we're at currently at sixty thousand dollars, and that sixty thousand dollars comes from uh, th- again the business community and sponsorship. So we have seventy different businesses that have stepped up and 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 uh, uh, sponsored uh, Superfest. So uh, I don't, I'm not aware of uh, uh, of uh, you know it it it's it's a rarity that that many businesses uh, step up in, in support. So the, the business community is very very much behind trying to find a solution for ending homelessness in in our uh, community. Um, and, and it's uh, you know some of the top sponsors uh, again Wilcox and Barton they they help us in, in kind and then they they step up as a top sponsor Merrimack County uh, Savings Bank also a presenting sponsor um, and Merrimack County Savings Bank will be at Superfest uh, they they took all the volunteer positions uh, as wow, well so they something. they're a, a yeah. tremendous partner of uh, the coalition and and Cleveland Water and Bass is our rhodium sponsor that's the second highest uh, sponsor position. In addition to everything they do for us, uh, they're they're uh, also uh, a sponsor. So, uh, oh, and you mentioned uh, Northeast Delta Dental. They're of course uh, a, a, a pillar of support for us, a consistent sponsor. WKXL is a sponsor, um, and it's so good that you 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 folks are, are are getting the word out because the events are much more than you know. they're they're the fundraising aspect, but it's the opportunity for us to get our our, our mission out into the community, uh, bring awareness. And when folks come to these events and they have a great time, they they look deeper into the mission of the coalition, and they 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 tend to uh, they don't go just to buy uh, some soup. They they do make a donation when they arrive um, or on on. Online, Um, so that the the events uh, uh, a a great opportunity just to to you know get the word out of the mission of the coalition and it's coming up soon March fourth this year uh, we're moving both events and I'll I'll, I'll talk about the second in in, in a minute here but. Both events will be at the Bank of New Hampshire stage this year. Great um, venue. Uh, yeah. yeah, both events were uh, for the last several years were outside, and uh, you know the weather is uh, just make it, it's a it, it's an iffy event depending on on the weather sure. whether it will be successful or not. So we we move both events to the Bank of New Hampshire stage. It will be March fourth from twelve to two. And we have uh, eleven restaurants, uh, eleven local eateries that are providing their their best soup. So I don't know where you can get a better selection of the wow. finest finest soups. And if you'd like, I'll, I'll read some of these uh, sure. these, these fine yeah. restaurants and so that you can see make uh, us hungry here. Greg. You can see what's available. <laughs> the barley house, restaurant and tavern, beef barley, the Concord Food Co-op, Clam Chowder, Concord Hospital, the Carner uh, Blue Cafe is doing a broccoli cheddar. Georgia's Northside is doing a Santa Fe turkey chili. Hermanos is a creamy mushroom. O's Steak and Seafood, a a vegetarian split pea. Revival Kitchen and Bar, mushroom beef and barley. The Centennial Hotel, granite restaurant, butternut squash. The Common Man, beef and bean chili. The Red Blazer, turkey pot pie soup. In The Works is doing a lentil soup. So there's something there for everyone.
0: I guess so. That is a fabulous lineup and... uh, Hats off to those uh, great restaurants and establishments for uh, helping out the Concord Coalition to
2: end homelessness. And again, March fourth, it's uh, noon to two. Correct? Uh, correct. And just uh, it's first come first serve, yep. and and five dollars a soup. Uh, complimentary rolls and water, but just five dollars a soup. Wow. And, and as somebody mentioned the other day, it's like, how do you make money at five dollars a soup? Well, you don't. Um, the 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 you know, again, it was because of the support of the business community that we're at sixty thousand. And historically, when folks show up, uh, they make a make an additional donation because uh, they know they're getting a you know a an inexpensive meal, uh, and, and there's still some uh, room in their budget to to hopefully make an additional donation.
0: It's fabulous. a fabulous day, March fourth coming up, Bank of New Hampshire stage, and noon to two. So uh, check that out. And then uh, later on in the year, you have another terrific event scheduled for the Bank of New Hampshire stage.
2: We, we do. And and I just remembered, though, you know, a, a, a nice feature about uh, Superfest is uh, Roswell, the band, will be performing. Uh, and they just are, are – uh, I've listened to some of their uh, their music and just exceptional. I think they're going to be the right uh, level of music, the right choice of music. So while you're enjoying your soup and, and, and meeting with friends, uh, there'll be great uh, music there as well. Um, in, the, in the second event, uh, Ken, will be September 30th again at Bank of New Hampshire Stage Blues, Brews, and Barbecue. Um, and so that's new this year. And uh, again, you know, Wilcox and Barton. Uh, Bill Wilcox is the chef. He has like this 30-foot smoker that he had custom-made uh, down in uh, Houston, Texas, and he just spends countless hours. The week before, he does all the pulled pork. That's an overnighter that he spends with the uh, putting all the pork on. And then the day of the event or the night before, he puts all the brisket on. Uh, so just phenomenal, uh, real-deal barbecue. Um, and then we have the Blues uh, Brothers Next Generation yep. uh, will be taking the stage.
0: They're terrific. They yep. are terrific. Yep. If you're
2: not dancing, uh, you, you know, I, I, I guess you're just exceptionally tired or something. <laughs> but uh, but what, uh, what a great event uh, that's going to be uh, as well. And that will be First Come, First Serve uh, as well. Uh, on September 30th. And all this information is on our website, org,
0: Which is a terrific website. And uh, Karen, why don't you uh, tell us about, while we have an opportunity here, about your resource center, which is just uh,
1: totally amazing. Well, the resource center is kind of the hub of where everything gets done to find somebody some permanent supportive housing. And the Resource Center actually was the very beginning of the Conquer Coalition to End Homelessness. It was over at South Church for a number of years, and now we're over at 238 North Main Street. It's it's a safe place where people can come Monday through Friday and in the mornings. We're open from 9 to 1130 for our clients, and they can pick up their mail there. They can take showers, they can do their laundry, and they can meet with a social worker um, to talk about what the barriers are that might be getting them to become housed. We have a lot of community partners that come in to uh, meet with clients, health insurance agencies, um, substance use disorder agencies, the mental health, Center. Uh, the We have the residency program from the Family Health Center at Concord Hospital comes down twice a month and meets with clients. So it's just this wonderful hub of activity in a safe place where everybody's treated with dignity and respect. And it takes quite a bit to move through the process to uh, receive a voucher or, and then find housing and in this short housing market right. it makes it even more difficult so and then during the winter months we also run an emergency winter shelter from December 1 through march 31st and we on average are having around 38 people with us on a nightly basis for in the emergency winter shelter
0: and that is located.
1: Currently, it is located at South Church. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been wonderful to be over there and be able to spread people out. Oh, sorry. First Church, not South Church. First Church. (laughs) First Church over on Washington Street. Um, And... We're going to be a little tight next year when we move back to 238 North Main Street for the, the winter shelter and the resource center. But but that's where will, it is now, the uh,
0: resource center.
1: Yes. And
0: uh, that, that is just fabulous. And I know you uh, are in constant need of items to stock it and volunteers as well.
1: We are, always have lots of volunteer opportunities, and if people are willing to make um, in-kind donations, we ask that you please visit our website and see what the current needs are rather than just dropping things off.
0: But there's a long but,
1: list. But
0: there's of, a long uh, list of yes. needs. So go to org and all the information is uh, right there uh, about the Resource Center and all the other programs and uh, things that uh, this... Uh, a uh, great organization is doing and has done for uh, many, many years. And Karen Jansen and Greg Lessard, uh, thanks so much for being with us today. And we'll we'll have you back soon.
2: Great. Th- thank you. Thank and, you. And we've uh, got
0: some great events coming up uh, as well, as, as Greg just talked about. So uh, check out the website at conqueredhomeless.org. We'll continue Kale & Company live right here on WKXL, NHtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL and HTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And uh, joining us this morning to talk a little hockey is our good friend, John Leahy, voice of the Merrimack College Warriors hockey team of Hockey East, the top collegiate hockey conference in the country. I don't think anybody would argue with that, especially John Leahy, right? Yeah, Ken, uh, thanks very
3: much. Good morning to you. Uh, seen enough hockey in this league over the years to believe it is the best, and uh, I totally agree with you.
0: All right, I, I thought you would. I, I you know may, we may disagree on other things, but not the fact that Hockey East is the best collegiate conference in the country. And your uh, Merrimack Warriors had themselves quite a weekend.
3: Yeah, Merrimack got back in the win column, Ken, and uh, they took five out of six points from the league leader, Boston University. Uh, the Terriers were struggling a little bit coming out of the bean pot, losing a couple of games, and uh, Merrimack was able to win 4 to 1 on Friday night on home ice, and then they went down to BU on Saturday and played an absolutely thrilling game. It was uh, Merrimack led 2 nothing after one. They fell behind 3 2 after two, tied it in the third, and then won up with one tenth of a second wow. remaining in overtime. So, uh, Big win for the Warriors, and uh, hopefully that'll get them back on track.
0: Yeah, absolutely so. And now just uh, two points out of first
3: place in the conference standings. Yeah, it's going to be quite a a finish to the finish line here. Northeastern uh, continues to lead. The Huskies have 43 points. They're going to be very tough to beat with Devin Levi in goal. But, uh, you know, BU, in spite of that uh, tough weekend for the Terriers, they're still firmly in second place with 42 points. So, um, it, it's uh, going to be quite the race down to the finish line here, Ken.
0: No doubt about that, uh, as it usually is in, in Hockey East. And uh, the UNH Wildcats, I mean, they, they get off to uh, you know a, a woeful start this year, let's face it. Uh, after winning a couple of non-conference games to start the year, they, uh, they had uh, you know, some, some major difficulties, but now have righted the ship. And uh, they had a very exciting uh, weekend against the University of Maine.
3: Yeah, you know, two sellouts at the Whittemore Center. They yep. had the White Out the Wit uh, promotion. And, boy, you know, I was uh, watching some of the highlights. What an exciting electric atmosphere they had there. And they played two ties in their border battle against Maine. And uh, those were two great matchups. Maine's been playing uh, pretty good hockey as well as of late. So, uh, always fun when those two teams get together. And... Uh, Neither team could come away with a win, but the UNH won the shootout on both nights, so the Wildcats took four out of six points. And you're right, Ken, Mike Souza has that team playing very, very well.
0: Yeah, the ship has been righted, so
3: look out uh, for those uh, UNH
0: Wildcats uh, a- as well. And I know we're heading down the home stretch of the uh, of the regular season, not many games to go. In fact, uh, what uh, maybe, what, two games uh, for some teams and, and one for others?
3: Yeah we're, yeah, we're this is this is the second to last weekend yeah. uh, of the regular season. I know uh, Providence has this weekend off, and the the Friars have two games left. So uh, teams have between either two, three, or four games left, yeah. and uh, the playoff seedings will be determined by uh, next week. And it's my favorite time of the year.
0: Oh, I know that it is, John Leahy. Anything else? Any other news from uh, Hockey East uh, from the the men's conference uh, this this weekend?
3: well I, I need to give a shout out to northeastern who won the bean pot the uh, huskies beat harvard in a shootout and uh, there were a lot of people complaining about the way that game yeah. ended it's it, you know it's never been that way before in the in the past when the bean pot has gone into overtime they just make ice and put 20 minutes on the clock but uh, they went back Uh, to the traditional way, which uh, is, you know, a five-minute overtime and then a shootout. So I didn't mind because I was there, and I didn't want to wait till 3 o'clock in the morning to see uh, uh, who was going to win. So it worked out fine for me, but it was a very exciting beanpot. And, uh, you know, another team to watch out, Ken, on the men's side, watch out for Boston College. Uh, The Eagles, are uh, they've won three in a row. They had a sweep of UMass. Now, granted, the Minutemen haven't had – A strong season but don't we always say that this is the time of year that boston college usually figures things out time and
0: and time again yes yep.
3: i think i think bc is a team to watch as we head to the playoffs here and i think unh is going to make some noise again uh, with the wildcats playing as well as they are so uh it's going to be a terrific terrific final two weeks
0: there's no doubt about that. As it usually is, Hockey East never never disappoints uh, when it comes to exciting finishes, and uh, this year will be no different. So, and, and going back to the Beanpot, and I know there, you know, that was uh, uh, the talk uh, in in many uh, publications and online and what have you about uh, fans being disappointed uh, in the, in the way that uh, game ended. Not so much that uh, Northeastern won, but the way it was determined. And do you think there's, there's any thought to maybe going back to the, uh, to the old way in in, in future years for the bean pot?
3: Well, I mean, I think it's something that'll be considered, but uh, you got to think that, that uh, when they, since they made the change to go back to, uh, you know, the five minutes and then the shootout, uh, they may want to stick with it for a while. I, they may look at fan feedback uh, and, and analyze things, but uh You know, for NCAA purposes, that game ended in a tie. And the only reason it went to the shootout, of course, was to determine the Beanpot winner. So, uh, you know, I don't think the fans were gypped at all. I think the Northeastern fans were really into it in spite of the fact that uh, there was a shootout. But, uh, you know, I'm fine with it either way.
0: Very good, man. Always a great event. And uh, who won the consolation game?
3: Yeah, that was uh B C. They beat B U four to two. So, uh right now the the Terriers have hit their first real adversity of the yeah, year. They've lost four in a row now. But uh yeah, um anytime you get B C and B U together, it's awfully special. Yeah, uh, The
0: Beanpot, as we've talked about, is uh, just a terrific event. If, if you've never attended, uh, make plans to do so in, in 2024 because uh, uh, you, will, you will not be disappointed. No matter who wins, uh, you will not be disappointed. And maybe you don't have a, you know, a horse in the race, as it were, but it's, it's a terrific atmosphere at the TD Garden, and uh, you, you'll enjoy it. So make your plans now because tickets go quickly. Uh, for the bean pot, no, no doubt about that. And tickets going quickly uh, for the NCAA tournament, the segment of the tournament that's uh, going to be held at the uh, SNHU Arena in Manchester, coming up in the not too distant
3: future. Yep, Manchester gets a regional, and that's going to be exciting. So UNH will host it, and uh, I know there's a lot of teams from the Northeast that would love to play there. I know the only NCAA tournament I've ever, I've ever done was in Manchester back in. 2010 is a great place to host a regional. And before we even get to that point, Ken, we have the Hockeys Tournament sure. coming up, yeah. which is in the third week of March. All 11 teams will get into the tournament. And on the women's side, all 10 teams get in as well. So nobody misses out. And, uh, you know, the uh, some of the uh, teams know in the general vicinity where they're going to be. I know, uh, for example, Merrimack, I know, has clinched a uh, spot in the quarterfinals, so they won't have to play uh, in the first round. But, uh, you know, as these games get settled, we'll get a better sense of uh, who's going to play where. And the uh, Final Four in hockey is wind up going to the TD Garden on the men's side. So uh, St. Patrick's Day will open up the ah. Hockey East uh, tournament this year.
0: Very nice. And, uh, and John, the uh, the Women's uh, Hockey East tournament uh, gets underway tomorrow, correct?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we get to that, I just want to give a props to Northeastern, who won the women's bean pot. Uh, the women's bean pot is always the uh, day after the men's, so Northeastern uh, continuing their hot play. Huskies go into the playoffs with an 18 game winning streak. Wow. Hmm. And uh, I don't know if that's an NCAA record, but uh, Northeastern is a juggernaut, to be sure. But to answer your question, Kenya, the women start tomorrow night. And the UNH women will host Holy Cross at the Whittemore Center in their first-round game. The other first-round game will be over at Walter Brown Arena, where you'll have 10th-seeded Merrimack taking on 7th-seeded BU. And the two winners from the first round will move on to play Northeastern and Vermont. So if you get out of the opening round, Ken, Northeastern awaits you. So I'm not sure if that's, always, that's the best thing. but. No, it, it, it's a it's a tremendous tournament, and uh, I, I wish all the teams uh, well, particularly in this opening round. So hopefully H will have uh, some uh, fans packed into the Whittemore Center as they take on Holy Cross.
0: That'll be tomorrow night at the WIT. so uh, get out there and support the ladies, and uh, it'll be a great time, no, no doubt about that. And I would be remiss, John, uh, just to divert from Hockey East here for a second, not to mention that... The uh, Concord High Crimson Tide last night defeated Bishop Girton at uh, Skate 3 in Tingsboro, Mass. 3 0. The final score in that one, the Concord High Crimson Tide remaining undefeated on the season, John, at 16 0 0. Wow. A perfect 16 0 0 with two games left in the regular season. uh, Tomorrow night at home against Keene and on the road uh, Saturday against Hanover. So Crimson Tide are c- continue to roll, as people say. Roll Tide. Outstanding. So, uh, there you go. Well, John Leahy, as always, uh, thanks for your contribution. Love talking uh, hockey with you and everything else. And uh, we will look forward to uh, having you back next Monday because I believe we'll be live next Monday. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, Hockey East and uh, whatever else happens to come up. John, thank you so much. Outstanding, Kent. Thanks, as
3: always. Have a great week.
0: You as well. John Leahy, voice of the Merrimack College Warriors, who swept BU this weekend. Thanks for joining us. Cale & Company Live presented by Northeast Delta Dental. They have individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at Delta Dental. Covers me Com. Thanks for joining us. We will be back tomorrow between 8 and 9 right here at WKXLNHtalkradio.com.